Ladies and gentlemen, attention everyone. Welcome to No Picks After Dark. It's your boy Nick Burke, and you are now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world with Aaron Dante, giving you the hottest interviews with the dopest people, sharing their experiences from your neighborhood all around to the world. Voted Best Baltimore Podcast by you, the listeners. Now, your host, Aaron Dante. Yo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. We have a great show for you this week. We have comedian Ivan Martin. We have Tamira, you can call her Mai, giving her words of wisdom. We can call, you got Miss Laurel with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday confessions. And then we have special guests, Chef David and Chef Tanya Thomas from the Heirloom Food Group. Don't want to miss this episode. And thank you to everyone who gave me birthday shout-outs, birthday texts, DMs. Thank you so much. So much love. Tune in. Let's rock and roll. Get this episode started. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch, from the restaurant next door, Fire and Rice. For more information on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at indowellness.com or call at 443-438-4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harper Road, Suite 1. Beautiful people, boys and girls, parents, pets, People that love trees and air, how are you doing, beautiful ones? Welcome back for another week in Outstanding Time. No picks after dark with Aaron. Dante, what's going on, Aaron? What's going on, brother? Glad to have you back this week. Nice, man. Nice. It's going good, man. Had an opportunity. You know, we, we, we canceled brothers, man. Had an opportunity to celebrate my birthday with you, as well as you celebrating your birthday with me, man. Had a great time with you, man. And shouts out to everybody that had a good time at the events, man. But now we back to it. We are back to it. Life is going good, and it is officially summer. I would like to give a huge shout out to all of the parents. Yes, yes, yes. And happy belated Father's Day, all of the parents, because you know what? It's got to be something for you to go through that pandemic the entire time, having to turn into a teacher, a janitor, and a a multi-purpose room in your living room and all of that. And then they finally let it up and be like, all right, bring the kids on back to school for one month, and it's summer again. And then it's back to the same, yo, yo, wishes, condolences, good, good energy, patience goes out to all the parents. Keep doing a great job out there. And all the young men in the building, what's going on, fellas, everybody out there listening to No Picks After Dark. Look, if you are looking to have an adult movie and enjoy yourself with your significant other, trust me, Cruella. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Cruella, trust me. And the soundtrack is crazy. I'm going to leave it like this. I think the OJs and like Nina Simone is on the soundtrack. I was talking to one of my homeboys about it and he was like, man, that movie's so good. I don't even think you should call it a soundtrack. It's more like a playlist. (laughs) So whenever you get a chance, if you want to kick back, have a nice, fun family night, check that out, man. Right after you listen to No Picks After Dark. Also, getting back into the swing of things, shouts out to everybody that's going back to work, walking into that office again. I know you miss those lights, don't you? (laughs) I know you miss that coffee, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. How about this? All of those people that have to email your IT guy because you know you forgot your login, give him a tip because that's all the work that he's been doing, logging in people in and out all day. And shouts out to somebody that we all know lost, lost their job. Give it up for your former mayor, Giuliani. Yep, they done took it away from him. I don't even know, like, it's like, that's the equivalent. It's like they didn't fire him. They just took away his ability to work. That's just like you telling a beautician, like, you know what? I ain't saying you got to leave my shop, but you just can't do hair in here no more. You can't pick your families, but you can pick your friends. So choose wisely. Because you don't know who's going to be there in the end. I'm Ivan Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people. I hope you have a glorious week. Till next time. Peace. Aaron Dante. See you later, baby. Check us out. 
this Labor Day week, Baltimore City, all over the city downtown, BaltimoreComedyFestival.com. See you all later. And you can reach me at Ivan Martin or Comedian Ivan Martin on Instagram. Peace. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Remix Bar & Grill. Located at 819 East Pratt Street, just north of Harbor East. Remix is a sports bar offering a sole food menu. With over 20 TVs, pool tables, outdoor patio seating, and private rooms, Remix is set up to be your premier downtown destination to watch all your favorite sporting events. Open from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. Friday and Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday. Check out Remix Bar and Grill on Instagram and Facebook under at R-Y-M-K-S Baltimore for daily happy hour specials and weekly events. Remix Baltimore. Welcome, folks, back to one of my favorite sessions. It's Thursday Confessions, but really comes out on Monday or maybe Tuesday. Who knows? We just do what we do. Miss Laurel, how are you doing today? I'm good, Aaron. How are you today? Hey, it's your show. I'm going to let you start talking. <laughs> All right. This week, my minor confession was that um, I my favorite Taharka Brothers ice cream flavor, which is like a very Baltimore-specific ice cream company, you know, um, but it's mint flakes and chills. And <laughs> I, I don't always like, I'll go, I'll go and buy like six pints at a time because why wouldn't you? Um, they often have the pint deals. I will, I will also proselytize for to Harker brothers if forever. Um, they're, mm-hmm. it's my favorite ice cream. Um, but I don't even always buy honey gram, which was like my mm-hmm. major confession or my minor confession rather. Uh, and people like flip their lids for honey gram. I think it is very good to me. It's not a standalone flavor. Like I always want it to take, I want it to be with something else, you know? So <laughs> I'll have like a honey gram and roasted strawberry or like honey gram and the toilet love or whatever, you know, like I like the, com- the combination of flavors. Um, I'm not just going to like sit and have a scoop of honey gram. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, if it was the only thing offered, but it's not my preferred. I love my flakes and chills. Anyway, that got some feedback. Um, a lot of people disagreed with me and that's okay. <laughs> Good thing. It's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite, uh, mint flakes and chills flavor? I mean, I oh, know. how, how leading was that question? Do you it was leading. It, brothers qu- flavor? it was leading. It was leading. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I like them all. I do. So I'm not, I'm going to be Switzerland and say all of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's incredible ice cream. It's like the quality is so good. Um, definitely my favorite. I, I mean, I, I honestly think my favorite ice cream ever and definitely in Baltimore. Um, but another, there like another Baltimore specific uh, frozen treat confession is that someone has lived in Baltimore for two years and has not yet had a snowball. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, maybe the summer is your time. And then, and then someone else confess that they have lived in Baltimore for 15 years and they don't even like snowballs. So they, 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 they don't eat them either. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're really running, running the gamut here in terms of, um, um, Baltimore specific frozen treats. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. You went <laughs> like the snowball thing. That's, that's all I've by it's, itself. It's controversial. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know people who hate snowballs. They live in my neighborhood. They hate them. They're like, yeah. it's nothing but sugar, sugar water, which it, I get. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But what's the difference between Rita's ice cream and those other things in that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, not a huge difference. Um, I'll be honest. I also don't love snowballs. I know. Oh, I, know, I, know I know. Right I know. Now. I know. Oh. I know. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And custard. Also, come on. Baltimore at custard. I, yeah, I know. I know. For some reason, it's like it's it's again, it's like the sugar water. But I'm also like a like I prefer ice cream like or like I prefer like a chocolate to a fruit flavored dessert. Like I like something to be a little bit more rich and fatty. Um, but having said that on a really hot day, like, is there anything better than like a super tart snowball? You know, like. No, it's hard to beat that. So, um, what's your what's your yeah, favorite yeah. dessert? Oh, ice cream. Pie. Put up pies. <laughs> There's inside joke on this, folks. Now, if you got it, it's inside joke. I'll come on later this season. That's why I said pies. There's a reason why I said pies. I mean, <laughs> um, I, I 
Uh, I, I, yeah, this is another thing. I know it's controversial, but like baked fruit, it's not really my favorite thing. Um, I like a, I like a custard pie, you know, like a, uh, I like a chess pie. Um, some I'm coming around on baked fruit only because Bramble makes incredible baked <laughs> fruit goods. And also I'm a, a representative of Bramble Baking Co. So I need to uh, sing their praises, but um, it's again, it's just like not my baked fruit, not my most favorite thing. Um, hey. I get it. I get yeah. it. I, that's why I, I get it. <laughs> if the we're, pie we're, comes with ice cream, though, you know, then I, oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's another story. <laughs> Where can we find you? Where can we find you, Ms. Laurel? Um, on Thursdays, I do these confessions uh, on Instagram um, at rest on your laurel. That is, let's see if I can do it right this time. <laughs> rest, period, O-N, period. Y R period Laurel and uh, Alex. I think I did it. I think I did it. And uh, if you request to follow me, it's a private account. But um, as long as you're not a robot or or a creeper, I will accept you. Well, folks, you heard it here. She doesn't like snowballs or fruits in her, in her pies. Hey, we're, we're we're gonna give her a standalone episode. We're gonna do this very soon. We're gonna There's some gray episode. area. There's some gray area. Don't you know? It's I'm not a black or white person when it comes to desserts. I'm open to discussions. <laughs> At Fishnet, every plate served starts with the freshest, high-quality fish sourced from local waters whenever possible. You get fine dining excellence delivered in a cozy, unpretentious, fast-casual setting. Delicious does not even begin to describe it. Everything I've tried is made from scratch and incredible. The best fish I've ever had. Check them out for lunch or dinner at Mount Vernon Marketplace. Get caught in the Fishnet. You'll be glad you did. Menu and details at eatfishnet.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Chamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. I'm romance author and host of the Purple Charm Experience podcast. And today I want to share with you an excerpt from my book, The Violet Rose. The breeze of the wind trailed off into the mist of the ocean to a distant and unknown place never to be seen, but only to be felt like the touch of a friendly apparition, leaving the surface of one's arms with spirit chills. The peace brought on by the sounds of crashing waves brought life into perspective. In the simplest terms, life was so much more basic than the complexities that eventually made its way into people's lives, like piles of blanketed layers of skin the longer they live. How simple it was to be just in the moment. How awesome it was to manage to appreciate the warmth of the sun against your skin and to breathe the saltiness of the ocean in the air. In the distance, two white Adirondack chairs faced the ocean sun, illuminating the beautiful picturesque Carolina blue sky against the backdrop of wavy navy blue seas in the distance that's all i have for you today but if you want to read more from this book please pick it up on amazon and my second book three's a charm i'm sure you'll love the romantic journey you'll go on please also join me on the purple charm experience podcast i look forward to having you as a listener thank you aaron back to you the No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there is something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, carryout, and delivery, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Harper Road, Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Folks, we got a hot one today. I'm telling you, a real hot one. This episode has been in the making for, I want to say, two months, okay? People I got on the show... Baltimore legends. I first found out about them at one of their restaurants in Northeast Baltimore. And I was like, I got a soul food place near my house. 
And I said, all right, chest. I had the egg roll going over there. I was like, yeah, this is legit right here. And then they had a restaurant downtown. Used to go to brunch once a month there. Love that. Love that. And they have so many accolades, but this story is not about me today. It's not about me at all. Without further ado, welcome Chef David and Chef Tanya. Thank you for coming to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. How y'all doing today? Good. Great. How about you? Great, great, great. Thank you for having us. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on today. I mean, I, I want to shout out to Marissa. She was like, Aaron, I need to get him on the show. <laughs> and I'm like, they busy. They on national TV. I'm just a regular podcaster from Baltimore trying to make it happen. We always work for the hometown. Appreciate always. always. And just before we was talking, we found out we have something in common. Upstate New York, Casanova, yes. Syracuse. <laughs> yep, Syracuse. Oh, man. We, we gonna, it's going to be a good show, folks. It's going to be a good show. Buckle your seatbelts up. So, folks, we have two of the top chefs around, okay? I don't know about that. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Alrighty. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's Ta- not being shy. Listen, we're just humble cooks. Yeah, you know, we, we just understand that there's a lot of talent out there. A oh, lot yeah. of talent. So Absolutely. <laughs> but we're glad to be in the mix. Yeah. Great. So tell the folks a little bit about you. Are you guys from Baltimore originally? Yeah, yes. I was born and raised in Baltimore. We were actually born in the same hospital. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> so both born in Baltimore, both born at Sinai Hospital. Yeah, Baltimore. So I was born in Sinai Hospital, <laughs> 1980. Wow. Well, we, well, we, you know. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 1980, yeah. Baltimore. But uh, wow. so growing up, what are some of your favorite foods growing up? Like mine's for me was like I was telling you guys, fried okra, catfish, mm. fried and then green to, green tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Fat back. You put in the back, you scoop it up with the, the cream of corn. Oh, yeah. So what about you guys? This is your show. This is not my show. Here you go. Um, favorite foods growing up? Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. You know, um, for me, always was my my grandmother's succotash, this dish that she made, um, her fried chicken. Um, and then she also had, um, I don't even know the name of the dish. It was like this greenish, like a... Uh, <laughs> marshmallowy I think they call it ambrosia oh, ambrosia, ambrosia salad, salad. Um, and she made it especially for me because I couldn't eat coconut so she always made me some special um, so that was one of my favorite things yeah look I don't even know what to say of course my grandmother's fried chicken oh yeah her biscuits when I was coming up and something real simple you know um, coming up my grandmother had so many grandchildren and, you know, we always had snacks, and it was never junk food. But one of my favorite things was saltine crackers and cream cheese. <laughs> okay, okay. So, saltine. I mean, as a kid, and I still think about those little simple things, think, you know, simple dishes or cucumbers and salt and pepper with vinegar, you know, and you add the onions into it. Those simple dishes are the things that I remember the most. I love, I love hearing that. I love hearing that. So... What are some like who were some of your influencers for you guys to get into you know eating and cooking and like was there somebody like grandma cooking all the time was there an aunt or uncle who was always cooking up at family functions like how did you guys get involved in to the to the game of cooking? Yeah, for me it was my grandmother who inspired me originally. Um, you know that was kind of really what that I've always been chasing her. I'm mean, in terms of her recipes and. It was the flavors that she was able to come up with. So my grandmother and my wife, too, because when I really got, when I got into cooking professionally, I had just gotten married, and I had been cooking, you know, before, but I really wasn't trying to, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. Um, so it was when I met my wife is when I really decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do for a living, and I really pursued it at the time. So it was really the women in my life that got me inspired to cook. And for me, it was... Well, not it wasn't in my initial thought to go into food. No, me either. We weren't in that direction. I was supposed to be going into fashion and art. <laughs> <laughs> um, but by reflecting back on my great-grandmother and my grandmother, um, always wanting to do something for them, especially my grandmother. Um, being in, I must date myself junior high school because that's what it was called then and home economics and learning how to cook there and then wanted wanted to take what they taught us and then do something for my grandmother and that was my inspiration um and always wanting to prepare something that she would say oh I love this 
or I would say, what do you want? What would you want me to make for you? And that's what I would do. Um, but never thought of it initially as being a career for me. It was just something that I love to do. Okay. So how did you two get into the food and hospitality industry? Like, how does it even happen? Well, um, I mean, for me, um, I mean, the business for us really started when um, I was working for an independent record company at the time, and we brought this national artist into Baltimore. Um, and I was backtrack. You know, I'm a musician. That was my first love. So I'm classically trained in piano. Taught myself how to play the bass guitar. I was a studio musician and engineer for a number of years. So working for an independent record company, we brought this act in. He had this writer, and I'm looking at, you know, the owner. He's looking at me he's like, you got to figure this out. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this stuff. So I said, oh, let me call my then girlfriend. <laughs> um, so I called Tanya, and she's like, yeah, just send it to me. I'll look it over. And then she gets it, and she's like, yeah, I could do this, no problem. I was like, Really? Perfect. So we hired her to do it. And what I saw was she had put together for his green room and, and then how much she charged. I was like, oh, okay. There's some money to be made in this business. Mm. And you can channel your creative energy into it. I mean, it would look beautiful. I was like, okay, yeah. So we decided to start a catering business after that. And that's where it all started. That, that's amazing. That was I, you, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I, 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 I'm sitting that here like, it. I'm about to get my pen and yeah. paper out. Like, and, and by the way, it was Chub Rock. It was Chub Rock. That we okay. brought into oh, Baltimore. Wow, Once wow. again, um, dating ourselves. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If, you, if, you, if you like music, you understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you're right. a music head, you definitely understand Absolutely. the music. Wow. So, Chef David, we're going to talk about you real quick. Uh-oh. So, I know you're the chopped grand champion. I mean... Come on, I mean, the chop grand champ. You know everybody watched those shows. I used to watch them back, sit late night, be like, all right, let me see if I can cook this or not. <laughs> and I end up burning some toast or something like oh, that. Oh, no. But, uh, you, but tell me a little bit about that experience. Like, how did you even get involved? Like, how does it even, what, what do you just sign up and say, hey, I want to be on the show? How does it even happen? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think there are a couple ways you can get on the show. Um, I think for me, um, I think they reached out to me, and I think they'd reached out a couple times, and I had said no yeah. um, a couple times. <laughs> um, and I think I just gave in at the time. We were, um, at the time, I was still at Ida B's. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I think my wife had said, you should do the show. You should just go <laughs> ahead and do the show. Because there were several shows they had sent me, and I was like, no, I'm not interested. And I was really just trying to run the operation day-to-day at the business. But, um I accepted it. I went on and, you know, I was successful. Um, I mean, it's an experience. You go in, I think call time is 6 a.m. Um, and obviously, the better you do, the more successful you are, the later you're there. So I didn't get out until 8.30, 9 o'clock that night. Um, that night. So, I mean, it's a 12, 16 hour, 12, 14 hour day. Wow. But um, listen, I'm, it's, you know, a lot of hurry up and wait when you're doing camera behind the scenes stuff and... But I, I enjoyed my experience. The people who work um, there are just incredible people. They're passionate about what they do. Um, they want you to feel comfortable because they want you to be successful. So um, I had a good experience. Um, I really can't say enough about um, the Food Network and, um, was it Alien? Forgive me, I can't remember the company. Um, but the company who um, casted me to do it. I mean, they treated me um, very, very well. Well, congratulations again on Appreciate that. It. Congratulations. So we're going to do, we're going to spin around, get around to di- jump around the whole conversation. No okay. So when did you guys know you wanted to build your own brand, your own business? Like, so let's start off with, you know, you did uh, Urban Soul. How did, how did that all come about? Was that the first business or the, you said the catering was first. Mm-hmm. Catering was first. And then you said Urban's was Urban Soul's second. Mm-hmm. Urban Soul, yeah. Um, well, we we were going to open up another restaurant prior to that, and it just didn't work out for us. It just wasn't the time. So Urban Soul Gastro Cafe Lounge was our first concept. Um, and that came about really because I was looking to do something else. I, I can't remember where I was at the time. Um, um. Metropolitan. I was at Metropolitan Kitchen Lounge. Well, Metropolitan, and you just got finished doing consulting work. Okay. And you were looking at, I need to decide on what I'm going to do. And he stepped out, leap of faith, because he actually answered an ad, (laughs) which I was scared. Yeah, she's scared. (laughs) But 
that somebody had put out an ad about looking to partner with someone mm-hmm. that had knowledge yeah, of food, you know, and food, experience. And food, um, food and beverage restaurant. And he answered it, and then met, they met, and he said, I think I want to do this. And I was like, okay. So, and he said restaurant, but then it was going to be a carryout. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that, she wasn't too happy I wasn't, about that. You know, I was like, I guess that'll work. <laughs> he said, well, we, I have to start somewhere. And they met, they agreed on it. And the, the whole process of starting it was amazing because we were in the process of putting our youngest son in college. So we were actually in Florida trying to enroll him while he's on the phone trying to order stuff for them to open up that weekend so we're trying to deal with yeah, all of this while on our son and making sure he has some place to live and everything else and getting him started and get right back on the road to get back so he can open up urban Story soul my life. that I, weekend i so. love this folks we get behind the scenes this is behind, this is how we, we're going dropping jewels and gems they already been dropping them but this is behind the scenes this is why this podcast is what we do it's the things that you don't want to do <laughs> I mean, that's multitasking right there. Yeah, I mean, and but, we, and then we, and then Urban Soul was born, yeah. you know. And it started out in the back of a convenience store. store. I don't know if you remember that part yeah. of it. Okay, um, okay. But initially, we were like this little window in the back of this convenience store, so you had to walk through, you know, the toilet paper and the <laughs> Drano and all that stuff <laughs> to get to our window. Um, and then people would come up and order. We had a little six-foot folding table with some chairs, chairs around, around that sat people. in front of the window. Yep. And, you know, a couple weeks in, and we weren't just doing regular carryout food. We were doing some short ribs and some, you know, a he couple was doing, other things um, that really... You had the pork loin wrapped in bacon. Yeah, or yeah. So I, can't I was really kind of... I was really creating the food that I wanted to. It was just in a carryout. Um, and people took on to it a couple weeks later. Well, we people were calling up. They were calling up yeah, and trying, trying to make, make reservations. reservations. I said, I'm we're like, a carryout. They saw the carry menu out. online and was trying to make reservations. I said, no, we're a carryout. You just come in and place just your order. Place your order and take it you know, <laughs> we had delivery. At that. This is yeah. before DoorDash and everything else. Yep. So we had delivery drivers that were coming. Yeah. And we had a couple, um, uh, a gay couple that came in yes. every week. Bought a bottle of wine, her and her wife. They would sit down, order their food, and sit there and at eat. the folding table in the <laughs> convenience store with a bottle of wine, eating our dinner. And we was like, oh, was, "We need to change." Yeah, I felt bad. Crazy. I said, "We need to make sure we had plates and flatware." So we started having <laughs> plates and flatware available. Yeah, and this all wanted to eat because of them. Because of them, that was the yeah. start. Um, and we were like, "We probably need to think about having like a." dining restaurant somewhere so i think they were trying to look for places and nothing was panning out um and one day it's you know when people say speaking into existence i believe it because we would look out from that window and say if they would leave out this convenience store we could just take this the whole thing over and we said it over and over again and the next thing we knew the owners of the convenience store said we're going to condense the convenience store until the into the liquor store next door and that opened up the space and we yeah. shut it down for like it's about two, two and a half weeks and redid the space and reopened as Urban Soul. Gastro Cafe and Lounge. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So again, folks, this is behind the scenes. You guys are hearing the real deal. This is why we're here in Baltimore, you know, showing love and the stories of the unheard. And I like, like to talk about these stories because we all see the glitz and glamour. We all see the beautiful things. Yeah. People don't realize how hard you do to get to get there, you know, mm-hmm. blood, sweat, and tears. The family story, that's crazy to me. That is crazy to hear about that. And just open up, working at a convenience store. Like, come on, <laughs> me. I mean, I mean, think about it now. And then you, I mean, so let's fast forward. We're going to fast forward. Heirloom Food Group. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly sponsored by Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-awarding cuisine from falafel to scallops and everyone's favorite honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday and serving brunch Saturday 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials as well. 
Hmm. Well, um, you know, you know, everything that my wife and I do is, you know, they're, they're parts of our journey. They're kind of chapters in this story that we're hmm. trying to write. And, you know, we had Urban Soul. Um, we had two locations and a food truck with that. Um, and that we had it for about three years. And then, you know, everybody knows the story of Ida B's, and we were there for three years. Um, and it was just time for us to move on and, you know, really set something up that we wanted to do long term. Um, and as we say, look towards building legacy. Yeah, towards I think that was legacy. our major word for 2020 was yeah, legacy. legacy. So um, my business partners now, good friends. They've been clients for a number of years. Um, we were actually looking at partnering before I opened Urban Soul. I mean, after I opened oh, wow. Urban Soul um, to do another restaurant. And we just couldn't find a location. So we kind of put that on hold. And that's when I opened up Ida B's. And then... They came to back to me and said, hey, we bought this big building and you need to come look at it. I'm like, okay, um, you know, I'm still running the restaurant, and but I'll come take a look at it. So we came and looked. It was like, oh, it's great. And then they started talking about the plans and what they're going to do. It's like, hey, but we need you. I'm like, we were like, I don't know how that's going to work how right that's now. Work, but okay. So it was like, step back, pause, yeah. you know. So and we, we thought about it for a while mm -hmm. and um, they, you know, kind of left us alone for a little bit. And then they came back and said, hey, what's going on? What you going to do? And we said, hey, we decided to step away from the restaurant. And then we just started brainstorming. Um, they started remodeling the space and they brought in the crew to do all the construction. And then we just started sitting down thinking about what we wanted to do um, and all the other opportunities that we had. And we said, you know what? If we're going to do it, we need to do it that makes sense for our brand and the trajectory of what we want to do in the future. So heirloom just made sense for us because we want to talk about the rareness of the history um, and the richness of that. But at the same time, we wanted to have that symbol of hope and that symbol of uh, this is something that I can give to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And that's what heirloom means to me. Um, it means to all of us. And yeah. something, just thinking about, you know, two couples that came together to build this and that's yeah. what we loved about the story too now i read a little bit and i you know i was watching ig stories when y'all do interviews it was you guys went on a trip before this, this is before this happened or was that during this time period it was right around the time, right around period. The same time and what tell us a little bit about the story because i've heard that that really helped you guys clear your mind Oh. And have a new focus on what you're doing. What's heirloom? I think else? it definitely yeah, it no sealed. The, it gave us the focus for building heirloom, but it, I think it made our decision to step away stronger. Yeah. Um, because that decision was made before we made the trip, and that was when we went to Senegal and the Gambia last year, which was life changing. I know people have heard us say that over and over again, but. Um, you know, David and I had never really traveled out of the country a lot. Um, at all and to make the second trip out of the country for us was Africa um, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was just, it was memorable the time that we traveled and the time because we landed in Africa on our on older son's birthday and our oldest son passed away you know um, it's uh, eight it'll be eight years ago this year um, so we landed there on his birthday um, to spend that time there on his birthday. Our youngest son was with us. We were there for his birthday. Um, we just celebrated everything about our family while we were there um, and felt like he was there with us while we were all together and going back to the beginning of everything. Yeah, just, it was special. It was special. Yeah, it was special. Thank you for sharing that. And there were, uh, I mean... It was, it was it, I've, I've never been to Africa, so I've never been. I've been everywhere else, mm -hmm. you know, all in Europe and whatnot. But everybody that tells me, you know, is um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like my family's gone. And they went to the Congo. And they did mm -hmm. the tours, and wow. I was a stupid high school kid who wanted to play sports and didn't want to go on that trip. So I'll, when I always hear stories about Africa, I always love hearing about them because mm -hmm. people tell me they. You feel like you're at home. Like you mm. feel like, oh yeah, like you just like you're there. So. I mean, they they welcomed us like. Um, they actually said welcome home. Welcome home. You know, and I mean, that was enough. We went to several villages. It wasn't just we didn't just stay in Dakar, which is the major city in Senegal. Um, we went out into the villages and 
you know, met with the people and met with the chiefs and their families. And mm. um, it, it was an experience that I will never forget. It, it changed my life in a lot of ways, but for me, um, it made me understand the importance of centering my blackness around who I am and where I've come from. It's not just about my skin color. Um, and I think that's what people got to understand too. There is a culture of our people that has been lost. And we just wanted to connect with that. And once we got there and they embraced us and, you know, they told us that we never forgot about you, man. It was, it's. <laughs> it was emotional. Yeah, it was just emotional. It was um, one of the most life-changing things I've ever experienced. All right, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Hype Wrench is a new online magazine. You'll find links to conversation pieces, playlists, essays, poems, and more by folks from all walks of life responding to the ideas in the main feature. Each issue is like a dinner party, full of thoughtful, fascinating people inspiring each other to build on each other's work, references, and ideas. You can read more from Pipe Wrench and subscribe online at www.pipewrenchmag.com. PipeWrenchMag.com. Folks, we are back. And again, we're with Chef Dave and Chef Tanya Thomas, Heirloom Food Group. Folks, I'm telling you, this is the real deal story right here. And I'm just, I'm a very, I feel honored and appreciated, appreciate being here. This is amazing. And again, thank you guys for having me here in your, I call it home. Your establishment, yeah, you know. Right. I feel like I want to kick my shoes off a little bit and relax. <laughs> that's what I really wanted to do, but you know. But this is what it's all about, folks. And let's talk about what makes the food group first a catering company. What's the difference? What do yeah, you Yeah, yeah. What makes like so you have a food group and mm -hmm. you have first a catering company? Well, that's like, a good what question. Glad you asked. But you know, for us, when we started this, we wanted to make sure that whatever we did. And all the things that we did, we could, you know, kind of put under one umbrella. Um, and that's why we decided to create a food group, because we have all these different things we're going to do. Uh, my wife and I are currently working on a book. Um, you know, we've got the catering company. Um, we've got a couple fast casual concepts that we're developing. Um, we're trying to acquire land. We've already acquired some land down in South Carolina. Um, we're looking at doing some things here in Maryland as well. So we've just got a lot of things that we want to do. Um, and we wanted to make sure that was kind of all in one place and that all these things work together. You know, so the heirloom food group was just natural mm -hmm. for us instead of just creating a catering company. Or just, create then, a or just creating a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It was more than that. Yeah, and we wanted everything to kind of, everything's from one origin. Mm -hmm. And those stories just emulate from that, and but they're all together. So, so I heard a little rumor on on Facebook and social media. Uh oh, you guys got something <laughs> going on July tenth. Ah. Oh yeah, and, you know I saw it and it had something with seafood, and I was like, uh oh, yeah. and I I missed the first one. We're gonna talk about that, but um, can you share us about like what inspired you guys to do this private dinner setting? Uh, I mean, I saw it was like it was a. Give it six or seven course meal, eight course meal. How many the course? The first one was seven course. Seven yeah. course meal, mm -hmm. and I was blown away from the photos. I was like, I gotta go to the next one, and I'm and, and I'm gonna and the tickets are. I'm not, sorry, the first one. Sorry, the first one came out, and then the second one's coming out the July 10th, mm -hmm. and tickets go on sale June 25th, right? Yep, June 25th. Episode will be already well. We passed that point. But that's my birthday, so I'm going to buy tickets for that. <laughs> that's my birthday present to myself. Happy birthday. So I will be there for that. Um, tell us a little bit about that. What inspired you to do that? And where can we buy tickets? Um, you know, this is something we've been doing for quite a while. Um, we started these dinners really when uh, we did them at Urban Soul. We, we did, we did, we did dinners at Urban Soul. It wasn't um, a big thing. Everyone didn't know about it. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, at Ida B's, the diaspora dinners that he was doing monthly, it started there. And, of course, partnering, partnering with our partners with um, Floyd and Linda, this is something that they love. And we've always talked about what heirloom, what we wanted to present and bring to the city, which was also showing black excellence. And that, you know, um, and just showing a level of what can be brought here. A lot of times, a lot of people here, in order to experience it, they've traveled to D.C. and somewhere else. But you can have that same experience here, and that's what we wanted to be able to bring. You don't have to leave Baltimore to get that experience. Yeah. You can have it here. 
Um, and that's that was the start that's of kinda, it. Yeah, that's Man, the that was the, that was the start. Kind of, of our inspiration it. behind yeah. it, you know. So this one is called "The Shores of Us," um, and it is really our kind of journey through the diaspora and touching the coastlines, you know, of all these different continents. So whether it's the African continent and the Ivory Coast, or if it's the Blue Coast in France, or um, whether it's the Eastern Shore, the Chesapeake here. Um, we're going to be touching on these different continents and talking about the food um, and the wines that we've paired with them and just giving people a little background about, you know, why these areas are so important and the significance they have to uh, the influence of the foodways that we have today. So, And not um, just the food, but also the techniques that are absolutely. used as well. Yeah. Yeah. We got some crazy stuff. I'm going to be um, <laughs> I'm curing a goat leg. Um, so, you know, Italians make prosciutto. Um, and I wanted to have that kind of element in one of the dishes, so but I didn't want to use pork. So I'm curing a goat leg, and we're going to be shaving that in some of our handmade pasta. That's one of the dishes I'm really excited about because yeah. um, I just love um, using these old techniques that our ancestors have used and incorporating them into these new dishes that we're creating. And it's just it's something I'm passionate about, and I'm just happy to be doing it. Wow. Yeah, you got me. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I'm hungry. You like goat? I do. Oh. Beautiful. I like. I'm a, I'm a big curry goat fan. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I love some curry goat. Oh, man. Yep. I can't find any in Baltimore, but it's all right though. Oh, uh, we, we'll talk. Now you we'll can't talk. find any, or you can't find any that's good. good. I say, I was being nice. I'm just. I, I <laughs> look. I I'm keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real because I understand. You know, I, that's yeah, just yeah. that's I just how it is. I know we have to go to DC. Mm. New York, or New York, or New York. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, so right, we'll, I got talk, you. we'll talk after that. <laughs> so, so where can we buy? Where can we buy tickets? Um, you'll be able to buy them online. So um, the there's 25th. a link on our Instagram page mm-hmm. um, at Heirloom. Heirloom Baltimore. Baltimore. Look, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Heirloom Baltimore Instagram, and of course, if you go to our website, um, heirloom.com, and of course, Heirloom is spelled H three I R L O O M. Why is that? Tell us something. H3. Something. H3. Well, I mean, H3. I mean, it originally started from this very simple concept of um, my partner and I, birth, both of our birthdays are in the month of March. Okay. That's the very simple bottom line explanation. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, when we talk about heirloom and my wife and I and who we are and what our focuses are, you got to look at the African traditions uh-huh. um, and the influences of spirituality. And the number three is synonymous in almost every religion on the planet, mm. whether it's Hinduism, Judaism, Christianity, or Islam. Islam. Mm. Um, that number three plays a significant role some way, somehow. That's why that three is important to us. It, it makes us aware of um, not only our contributions, but um, the people that came before us and what we represent. Nice, nice, nice. So... What was the feedback from your dinner, first dinner, the Feast of the Flowers? What was the feedback for that? Because I saw photos of it. I saw videos I'm, of it. I know. We were happy. Everyone yeah. loved it. That was, you know, any, we, anyone is nervous. People probably say, why would you be nervous? You've done this before. You don't understand. <laughs> Each and every time is like the first time. Yeah, that's right. So you're going to be nervous. And just how everyone was just overwhelmed. They loved it. They loved the experience, the atmosphere, the food. Um it was it was great feedback. They were like the first thing everyone asked while they were here and afterwards is when is the next one? Mm. And that's all we needed to hear. Yeah. And mm. we said, Okay. Yeah, and she's right. Ready. Because you I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, but you whenever you're doing something you've done before, and this is what we try to do with these dinners when we create these dishes, it may be items or ingredients or even some techniques we've utilized before, but we're trying to present it in a new way. Always something. And when you're doing that, you don't know how it's going to be accepted. You know, sometimes it's a success and sometimes it's an epic failure. You just don't know. But I'm willing to step out on that because we have a story to tell and we have a mission. Um, It's not just about how the food tastes. It's about the entire journey of how that food got to me and then how I created it and got it to you. Um, I think that's powerful. I love it. I love hearing about this. So... I hear you guys are branching out some products. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to taste? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, some new hot sauce trio. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
So you're doing everything in threes. I like that. Doing everything yes. in threes. Okay. Yeah, always in threes. All right. So tell us a little bit more about that. Let's, 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 okay. let's see what we got going on. All right. Well, so, you know, we started off with these two originally. Um, so we have Sweat and Sosu. Sweat is our American-style hot sauce on a version of our American-style hot sauce. Um, so this is, um, you know, preserved tomatoes, um, some Thai chiles, habaneros, obviously some vinegar, and some of our proprietary spices that we won't talk about. Um, so that's sweat. That is our version of American-style hot sauce. Okay? And then you go from that and you go to Sosu. Sosu is a pepper sauce, an African-style pepper sauce. So this one um, has got a lot of heat to it, a lot of flavor. Be careful. You might not want to consume all of that. I did the oh. first one, so um, you know I'm going to be sweating in a minute. Well, yeah, you probably will after this. <laughs> all right. Um, but this is Sosu. So um, scotch bonnets, habaneros, garlic, um, some Berberry. Um, there's a bunch of spices <laughs> in this. Folks, I'm um, Some Madras curry. Yeah, so this is a really, really flagrant, you know, rich sauce that you could put into a gumbo or a stew or something like that. Or if you wanted to roll your wings into it, you could do uh -huh. that as well. This is what, that's all I'm thinking about wings right now. Yeah. And some blue yeah. cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's like, how to cool it down. How to cool it down. Now, this one, um, <laughs> this is smoked. Um, this one has not hit the market yet. It'll be it's being released with our hot sauces that are going out now. So you're going to be tasting this for the first time. Nobody outside of our circle has tasted, tasted this sauce. Uh oh. Um, and this is the first black hot sauce that'll hit the market in the United States. Got an exclusive here, folks. Exclusive black hot sauce. Black hot sauce. All right, now, what, so I'll take it easy on this one? Or is no, it, this yeah, one is not as bad. Sosu is the one. Sosu was no joke. Yeah, this one's a little bit more full and flagrant, but it's um, fragrant. It's not going um, to heat you up as much as Sosu. It's got, it's got mm. heat to it, but it's smoky yeah. and... Mm. Ribs? You can put this on, some pork, on a pork oh, yeah. shoulder. Pork shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm down south, boy. So I, I know that's that's a pork like, shoulder. Pork shoulder, so I'm thinking about. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you could use Thank that you. as a mop on your um when you're mm. barbecuing. Yeah, something. I'm a big, yeah, yeah. I have a huge smoker at my house. So. Ah. Ah. Now you got me thinking. No, he definitely right, from down south. Hey, ah. hey, hey, we, hey, we do it big. I put about, I can, I can put eight racks on my on my wow. smoker. Oh. Okay. I don't play games. Oh, now that's a smoker. Okay. Oh yeah, I like we that. we have fun. We do. I cook, oh, I, cook, I, cook, I cook it for my neighborhood when we do a big neighborhood outing. Always do. Hey, Aaron, you gonna cook those ribs? You know it. <laughs> so that was delicious. Well, good. Glad you enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. The second one, it was heat. <laughs> so, so, it was so, 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 mm -hmm. so, so, but that would go great with some wings. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So, that is delicious. And this is um, our brand new packaging that we've come up show, with. Show so. the camera. Yeah, yeah. Show the camera. Yeah, there you go. People here. There so, this is. is a new packaging. Lift, lift it up. Um, lift it up. We had uh, a different look before, um, but this is the new packaging that's going to go out with the three sauces. So, um, yeah, we're really proud of the box and the packaging that we've come up with. We got a great team that is really involved in putting all this stuff together. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. Um, <laughs> but they've done a great job of putting all the stuff together for us. So really happy and proud about this product, um, this product line that we have, and can't wait to get it out to people. When when will this be out on the market? Well, um, people can actually can order, order now. now. It's up in order, and we'll, we start shipping next week. Yep. So shipments start going out start next shipping week. Shipping out next week. Right for right for 4th of July, huh? <laughs> yeah. For those girls, huh? Okay. Oh man. I'm about to Yeah, so if you're getting ready for your barbecues, then yep. make sure you have a hot sauce. This is a good gift. My dad loves hot sauce. Oh, there you, there go. you go. And so Amari, you already sold me. Okay. I mean, you I'm, got three unique flavors that can um satisfy anybody's palate. And so. black hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Black hot sauce. I'm, that's the first time I've ever seen something like that in my life. You might take, I mean, I'm normally, I'm going to tell you, I'm a um, Louisiana hot sauce guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> crystal. Crystal. Crystal hot sauce. Hey. Okay. I'm a crystal. I don't do That's red hot. I don't do red hot. I don't do, old, I don't do Old Bay. I don't do it. I'm hey, doing no, I'm the, and I'm from Baltimore, from Maryland, but I'm sorry. The only hot sauce I use is crystal. Okay. You know what about it. That's all it is crystal. I don't touch anything else, but this is better than crystal. This right here. Oh, this is different. Yeah, it's different. It's different, but. but yeah. It's hot, but it was lingering <laughs> in my tongue right now. So amazing! Thank you so much oh, for sharing that. that. I appreciate that. Wow, 
So, I'm excited to break news. Another new project you guys are working on. I'm hearing about Sunday suppers and modern soul Mondays. Oh. Tell the folks a little you, bit about that. You get all the scoop. I know somebody in high places. <laughs> I might have slipped my hundred dollar bill a couple, a couple times, you know, but I know somebody. Okay, I got you. Um, well, Sunday suppers really is um, an opportunity for us to kind of give people what they want. We've I'm getting emails and phone calls about the smoke fried chicken that I used to do mm. um, at Ida's. Um, and since Ida's closed, obviously they can't go there and get you know that anymore. Um, so I said, you know what? Let's just do something on Sundays. Um, and that's traditionally when fried chicken was really served. It was a special occasion. Mm -hmm. So we said, all right, well, if we're going to do that again, it's only going to be once a week for families to come pick up food and they can take home and, and have a meal together, right. bringing back the Sunday suppers. Supper, and right. if we can play a part of that and bringing that tradition back, then that's yeah. what we wanted to so do. So that's what Sunday suppers is about. So you'll be able to pre-order, come get your food, take it home and enjoy it with your family. Mm. Um, and then Modern Soul Mondays um, is really our way of introducing this concept. So Modern Soul is a concept that we've been developing for about two years now. Um, and we're finally ready to launch it as a pop-up. So this pop-up is our way to get proof of concept. So Modern Soul Mondays, again, we chose Mondays because typically That's everything else is closed, closed You're on right. Mondays. You're People right. can't get anything to eat. So we said, okay, let's fill a void and let's introduce this concept at the same time. So Sunday and Monday, Sunday separate on Sunday, Modern Soul Mondays. I sound like I got somewhere to go on Mondays now. <laughs> Same thing. You'll in be Northeast to... Baltimore, everything's closed. Yeah, everything. I, I mean, in a lot yeah. of parts of Baltimore, I know it's times. Trust me, being in the business, we always don't want to cook, even for ourselves. And it's like, <laughs> what do we want to grab? And we look, and there's nothing open on Mondays. Yeah. And of course, we pick Mondays because it's the one day that we were always, always off. off right. <laughs> And so everybody else is off on the same day. And we, that's when we said, yeah, we probably should think about just doing something on Mondays. Yeah. And it fits with the name Modern Soul. Everything just seemed to just sync together. Okay. So Now, do you are you guys ever thinking about having, I know you have the feast and the, uh, the, the dinner come on July 10th. Is live music at these events? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. okay. I was wondering yes. about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first one um, when we did um, Feast of Flowers, we had Lafayette Gilcrest. Man. Oh, okay. And oh, man. perfect setting, flowers, everything that was going on. And then this one for Shores of Us, we have a trio of guitarists that are phenomenal. People oh, yeah. probably know them throughout Baltimore. Carlos Brickhouse, Rowan Chapman, and Ron Williams. The BWC trio. Yep. And we, they're going to come and play contemporary jazz. Little Bossa Nova being the shores of us, giving the whole vibe. We always want to give the whole experience, the food, yeah. the atmosphere, and the music all tied together. You know this is going to sell out right away, right? Well, well we hope so. Oh, it's going to. I mean, I know we had fun at the first one, and everyone had fun, and we hope it's the same way yeah, with yeah. this one. I mean, Listen, we, don't, we, don't, we do these events, and you know, we say multiple courses and wine pairings, but we don't do pretentious events. You know, this we is for people, people to, to come, come and in. relax and have yeah, relax, have a good time. Obviously, you're going to have the table setting; it's beautiful. Have your wine glasses and all the silverware and all that stuff. Um, but when you come in, come in like you're at home. You mm -hmm. relax yourself. You sit down and allow our staff to take care of you, and um, that's what it's about for us. So, with the uncharted worlds we've been in with the pandemic, mm -hmm. you know, I know it's killed the restaurant industry. We have to rethink how we do things now. What did you guys take on it? You know, we're coming out the pandemic, but do you guys see the restaurant industry, the food industry, hospitality industry changing as a whole? What do you guys see going forward? I mean, just, you know, our space is going to be a little bit bigger, smaller, wider. You know, is it going to be air, like out, more outdoor dinners, like alfresco, you know, things of that nature? I mean, I think you're certainly going to see more people um, doing more outdoor stuff if they if they have the space to do it. And the ability um, to do it. Of course, the climate it. and the weather depends right. on where you are and how far that's going to take you because, you know, here in Maryland, we do have winter. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to do some things outdoors, but um, I, think, is, I think definitely people will have more outdoor dining. Yeah, but I, I think, think it'll get back to normal to a degree. Mm -hmm. Normal in the sense that people are going to be willing to go to restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, I think operations are going to change. Um and how we interact with guests, that is going to change. I'm hoping um, 
the climate in some of these restaurants are going to change internally and how we interact with each other, meaning staff and owners and all that stuff, because it's in a lot of places it's been toxic. Um, and I've certainly worked in them. Um, yeah, it's the industry has to change because I think people are asking for that change. It's not the industry saying, oh, we're going to do something. I think people are demanding that change happen. And some of it's going to be really good. Some of it may not be so, but I think we have to take time to listen to people and say, hey, you know, we can't continue to do things the way they were before. Um, and if we want the industry to survive, it has right. to change. It's it going to have change. to change. Yeah. We got to get back to a place where hospitality is the most important thing. Mm. It cannot be just about the bottom line. And I'm, I'm talking to you as a business owner. I've owned three restaurants of my own, and I certainly understand the numbers. But at some point, we've got to say, okay, we care about the people that work for us and the people that come to see us. That is the most important thing. The money's going to come if you treat people right. And we've just got to get back to that. That's why people bring up Southern hospitality as this uh -huh. thing. And they overlook it as, oh, that's just saying no. Uh -huh. There is truth to that because Southern hospitality means I treat you like mine. I mean, I treat you like my family. That's what hospitality, that's how it started. Uh -huh. um, African-Americans started the hospitality industry. So we've got to understand our place in that and understanding that we play a role in shaping the future. We can't just say, okay, it's got to get better. No, we've got to make the decisions to make it better. And I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I do. But I know that we are passionate about making people happy in our space. And I think if you start there, everything else is going to fall in line. All right. So, uh, this is like the uh, end. I know you guys are sweating through the whole interview. <laughs> I'm sweating right now because I'm like, I'm on fire. My mouth is on fire, but that's oh all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's on fire right now, but that's all right, though. I'm, 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 I'm a true, but my, my eyes are starting to water a little bit. But I'm all right, though. Rapid fire, folks. Rapid fire. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Here we go. Okay. I, I'm like, huh? No, I'm okay. <laughs> Crabs or crab cakes? Crabs. Crabs. Say <laughs> okay. that real quick. <laughs> Salt or sugar in your grits? Salt. Salt. You know, that's a big thing down south. People like sugar. I don't understand. Nah, I know sugar in my grits. <laughs> Drums or flats? Flats. Drums. Okay. Blue <laughs> cheese, real blue cheese, or ranch? Dressing. Blue cheese. Blue cheese. What is ranch now? I, I, listen, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Favorite place to go on vacation? Ooh. Well, see, we probably hesitate because we don't get to go on vacation a lot. Yeah, yeah. What is but that? if we, I don't was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if we could, I think our dream vacation is like the Maldives of Belize. Yeah. Okay, That's what we've talked about. Yeah. What inspires you every day? Family. Um, yeah, family. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> family, and you know. Understand the struggle of my ancestors, yeah. um, knowing that um, what I go through in my day-to-day -day life is nothing compared to what they had to endure. So that's what inspires me every day is to get up, not just to make them proud, but to, mm -hmm. um, to acknowledge the sacrifice. Yeah. So when I say family, I'm thinking back Absolutely. and then forward when it comes to children, grandchildren. Yep, grandchildren, yeah. yeah. That's what motivates me. What's the best advice you ever received? Wow. Um, I think I'm still going to reflect on my dad. Yeah, what did he say? At our wedding. Ah, what did he say? You forgot? No, no, no. I think I think because whenever I think about advice, and trust me, I've gotten a lot of it throughout the years. Sure, but sure, I sure. think I always think about what my dad said when we got married, and being that we've been married, it'll be 29 years next month. Well, he was Congratulations. right. Whatever he said, he said was right. He said, he said, always communicate. Always he said, communicate. that'll be the success, the success to your marriage, a successful marriage is to communicate. I agree with that. There yep. you go. Folks, drop the mic right there. I don't think we're talking anymore. <laughs> uh, that, that's a great way to end, end the show. Whatever she said. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Folks, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. This you has know, been a grateful, I mean, I'm just, I'm blown away. Uh, everything I've heard today and this place we're in is so beautiful and I can't wait for people to come in and just enjoy this and to hear your passion how passionate you guys are about what you do thank you so much for coming on the thank show you. No, thank you we're you, honored man. that yeah, you even absolutely. asked folks love peace we're out <laughs>